found it. This is the Tidbits Podcast with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. It is a Tuesday edition of Tidbits. This is the 11th day of April. And another wonderful day in the making. Yes, indeed. Yesterday was very nice. Can't beat this type of weather. No. So here we are, Matt, ready to roll on a Tuesday. I did something that I'd never done before yesterday. Yeah, what's that? Played pickleball. Is that right? Yeah. How'd you fare? Um, I'm a naturally gifted pickleballist. All right. Is that a thing? Okay. We'll certainly use the term. <laughs> no, Cooper got um, a, my son got pickleball set for Easter. Okay. And mm-hmm. so... He got home from school and he's like, "Let's go play pickleball. Let's go play pickleball. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go, let's go, go Riverside. Play pickleball." Now, do you know the rules? Not really. Okay. I. So we were we were playing right. and we were treating it sort of similar to tennis type rules. Okay. Um, because we played lots of Wii tennis in our house, so we kind of know how the game of tennis is scored. Okay. Right. Right. Pickleball, not so much, and there are differences. Okay. Um. But. Uh, we then had some friends show up who played with us, and it was me and Coop against, what was it? it, was Derek and Nate. Okay. And they absolutely destroyed us. All right. <laughs> like, wipe, wipe the court with us. Now, in pickleball, does the ball hit the court? Oh, yeah. So, it's very I mean, similar it to tennis. So, like, okay, it, it when you serve. Okay. Okay, number one, you serve underhanded. Okay, underhanded. Right? Underhanded. All right. And it, you serve to the opposite okay. opposite right. square, right? Just like tennis. Just like tennis. Yeah. Has to bounce once. Once. Okay. And then the return has to bounce once. Okay. And then you can do what's called volley, which is you hit it before it, okay. it lands. So, then you don't have to after right. that. Okay. Right. And you score when the ball is either out of bounds and or not returned and when you, hit into the net. It's called a fault when you fault. Okay. All right. So that's basically pickleball. Right. But then there's weird, like, <clears throat> you got to, which I'm not clear on yet, <laughs> you you switch sides with serving and okay. I, I don't know, that, that part was confusing to me. But, but you got a little exercise. We, we, yeah, we had a lot fun. of fun, man. We had a lot of fun. Pickleball court, I'm presuming, isn't as large as a tennis. Same size as badminton court. Okay, badminton. Yeah. Okay. And I've never played an official an official badminton. I want to say forty four by twenty two. Okay. Off the top of my head. It was a good time though. All right. So Matt's delved into the realm of pickleball. <laughs> so then we leave and he's like, Can we come back and do it again tomorrow? Can we play again tomorrow? Let's play pickleball. Do it again. You got a nice stretch. He of doesn't weather. really sound like that. I don't know okay, why. Well, let's see. Poor kid. <laughs> right. You're portraying him. <laughs> You're portraying him poorly. Okay. He, he really, honestly, he sounds nothing like that. Okay. This um, from President Biden signed a Republican-led measure on Monday that ended the national COVID nineteen emergency. After more than three years. We're finally out. (laughs) Three years. The White House already had its own plans to wind down the emergency declaration May 11th. But the bill moved up that uh, timeline by about a month. Despite having strong objections to the bill earlier in the year, Biden announced 
in March. He would not veto that legislation, and it passed the Senate 68 to 23. Legislation is a simple one-line measure saying that National Emergency Declared March 13, 2020 is hereby terminated. There you go. Now, if you listen to former head Dr. Fauci, he says another round's coming. It's coming. (laughs) Yeah. Might be next week, next month, next year, a decade from now, or a hundred years. Sure. It's coming. (laughs) Yes, I would say so, Dr. Fauci. (laughs) No. Because it's kind of been that uh, that rule of thumb for the last uh, several hundred years. Yes. So anyway, we're out of the official declaration. How about that? Of the emergency. The national nightmare is over. Now, if you've got young younger kids, police are warning parents about a TikTok challenge <sighs> that reportedly sent several kids to the hospital last week. We, yeah, we had this. We had the story last week. Did we? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if we did it on here, but... I didn't, no. It was, it was in our had stuff. To, had to have been you. Yeah. At least 10 elementary students at Dexter Park School in Orange, Massachusetts, hospitalized after eating or coming in contact with trouble, bubble, spicy gum. The spicy gums online ad challenges consumers to blow a single bubble and sparked a viral challenge. The TikTok hashtag trouble bubble now has 10.9 million views as people watch others struggling to complete the painful dare. You can purchase the hottest bubblegum on the planet from online <sighs> retailers, including Amazon, where packs are sold for 15 bucks. Jeez. The students suffering from vomiting, intense pain and burning, stomach aches, and skin irritation. Some kids reportedly suffered painful symptoms from simply touching or smelling this gum. Why do you do this? The warning explained that the police, that police level pepper spray is rated at one to two million Scoville heat, Scoville heat, Scoville. Scoville. While the trouble bubble boasts a shocking 16 million Scoville heat units. Wow. Wow. So you'd be better off basically spraying your mouth with pepper spray <laughs> than going with this dang trouble bubble double bubble bubble gum. You know what? This this started in elementary school, right? Yeah. This started with an older brother somewhere. Oh yeah. It, it did. Who makes this gum? I mean, who on earth wants to have gum that hot? Apparently Kajons. K- okay. K. K. Jones? I don't know. So anyway, it's that's a whole lot uh, more than pepper spray. Good grief. 16 million school yeah. units. My gosh. The police department advised anyone who comes into contact with <laughs> gum should immediately rinse with water, swish it around, then spit as many times as possible. <laughs> That'll be your next TikTok challenge. So we just got a text asking, why is it allowed to be sold? Exactly. Well, I mean, okay, there's there's hot sauces that are that, that hot are that are allowed to be sold. And as far as I know, there's no age restrictions at all on that kind of stuff. So, I just don't know why any kid on earth 
I would certainly. It started with an older brother. I'm telling you, it it had to have started with, you know. And he certainly didn't do it. But he'll say he did. Right. Right. (laughs) Just to get you to do it. So anyway, be advised of that. I just, uh, I'm not crazy about hot stuff anyway. And are parents just not paying attention when their kids are like, hey, I want 16 bucks for a pack of gum. 16 bucks. (laughs) I mean, that alone. And it looks, and and, uh, I I haven't looked this up on anywhere, but the picture we have, there's only one piece. (laughs) So it's quite a racket. (laughs) Somebody's making a good chunk of change out of this. Let me see here. Trouble. Trouble. Bubble. Bubblegum challenge. Trouble. There we go. It says one piece. Yeah. Net weight. Yeah. So it is evidently. It did not come up on on Amazon. It must be saying, hey, let's get out of this. (laughs) Kids are getting sick. Let's bail. You can get spicy gumball candies. Okay. But. No trouble bubble. No, not that I'm seeing. Matthew's spotting there. Yeah. So maybe it's getting harder to come by. But just uh, be advised, it could be happening locally. I don't know. Does anyone do Tide Pods anymore? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's what you use to take the heat off the. uh... (laughs) That went by the the wayside. Yeah. (laughs) Well, uh, (laughs) all right. We'll uh, squeeze in some messages and we'll be back with more tidbits. This is Tidbits. And we're back. It's 6.38 on this Tuesday. Just wonderful out there. I just stepped out for a moment to check things out. It's lovely this time of day. Nice. to sit out there and just drink your coffee. Yeah. Maybe we should bring in some lawn chairs. And we'll do that. Could we do the show from outside? Could we? Could we? I'm sure we could run microphones out that far. How hard could it be? If this were a regular window, we yeah, could just yeah. open it up and just, you know. But it's not. Yeah. This uh, name familiar to many, at least in my age group, probably Al Jaffe. He's the legendary Mad Magazine cartoonist. Oh, yeah. Who invented the iconic fold-in. <laughs> Passed away from organ failure, 102. No kidding. It was 102. Mad Magazine became essential reading for teens and preteens during the baby boom era. (laughs) And an inspiration for countless future comedians. Jaffe was known for a number of Mad's trademark features, including snappy answers to stupid questions. (laughs) And the fold-in. The drawing that can that uh, ran on the back inside cover of every issue and could be revealed by folding the page vertically and inward. Yeah. Don't know if you remember that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I got an occasional Mad Magazine as a youth. Enjoyed them immensely. <laughs> Isn't that where those two crows came from? They yeah. Were, yeah. Yeah. The, um, <laughs> the spy versus spy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And now there are actually video arcade games or uh, gambling, like 
casino oh, no games involving those two. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, that was always fun. You get and you think to yourself, how's a guy think that out? You know, but uh, what a re- crazy, isn't yeah, it? what a remarkable little magazine it was. I remember when I was a kid, my uncle John had a stack <laughs> of Mad magazines, and uh, I'd always look through them. And I didn't understand any of the stuff that was going on in it, you know, because yeah, yeah. it was all above my head. Yeah. And we're all, you know, probably two decades out of. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I always enjoyed the artwork. Yeah. Artwork was fantastic. You know, uh, what was his name? Was it uh, Richard Blake that just died? Yeah. That his name, Richard? Robert. Robert. Yeah. Robert Blake just died. One of the episodes I remember I had was Buretta. Okay, was Mad Magazine focused on Buretta? Buretta. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Now, I don't know if you're following the controversy. If you go to a bar, and of course I occasionally do. (laughs) um, (laughs) Sure. You'll hear the talk concerning Bud Light. Right. And some of the things that are being said in bars is not pleasant when someone, you know, but Bud Light sales have plunged, and its distributors in the Midwest, the South, and rural areas are spooked in the aftermath of a partnership with trans TikToker Dylan Mulvaney. And ever since this happened, I'm telling you, um, who Travis Tritt? Yeah, who still performs? He's not got. You know, he's not like a common <laughs> herd name, you know, like a right. current release guy. Yeah. But he's on tour a lot. Sure. He's his, dropped, star, his star was brightest in the 90s. Yeah, right. He's dropped Anheuser-Busch from his stuff. Really? Just because of it. Wow. And others are doing it. Yeah. Distributors for Anheuser-Busch products, the company that owns Bud Light, have reported dwindling sales over the weekend. It comes as a video of a man claiming to be a merchandiser for AB affiliate went virtual on Twitter as he lamented poor sales and the impact of his livelihood. The controversy all started when Mulvaney shared a, on social media a can sent to her by Bud Light with her face on it. <clears throat> hmm. And I'm telling you, some things are better left alone. I Seriously. And in this event, I don't see anything was ever going to happen to Anheuser-Busch if he didn't do this. And you, and you run with it, and... I just, uh, I'm sorry. The world is still not that accepting. It's just not. Yeah, it's just not. Um, Did they do an official partnership with this person? Yeah, evidently they're teamed up now. Okay. And it's it's hurting them. Wow. It's hurting them pretty bad. And again, some things are just better left alone. Right. You know? Nothing says you have to jump on one side or the other of the fence. Just write it. And, and Anheuser-Busch was writing it. Just write it. Okay? Right. It just, uh, I don't... Use your horses, sell yeah, your beer. You know, it's just something. I, I don't get it. But right. There's just, a, and it's, it's getting to the point where it's constantly in your face, in your face, in your face. Okay? And you've got to have to deal with it. And I know we're getting comments about this as well. Yeah. It's, it's This person says they're a longtime Bud Light drinker. Right. Quit drinking. 
because of their wokeness, because that's a term yeah, that's, that you hear. And that's, that's what, yeah. Yeah. And it's like they say, just make beer, stay out of social issues. Right. You go to a concert, I don't want to hear your political views, sing your songs, shut up. <laughs> Seriously. I know. And some of them use that platform. It's it just shut up. Okay. Well, that, that's gone back a long ways. I mean, look at you know <clears throat> the whole '60s. Like there was a the, all all those guys had political platforms. Yeah. But it's like I just <laughs> you pay good money to go see a show. I don't care what you think. Okay, I, you know I don't. <laughs> Shut your trap. Talk to the people after your show, and you know leave me out of it. I saw David Lee Roth once. Okay, what he, he, on, he do? He was on tour with, okay. with Cinderella and Poison. Okay, all right. It was like a hair metal. He's just extravagant. a gigolo. He is. <laughs> um, but you, you know, David Lee Roth. The like, I would say, if his set was an hour and fifteen minutes, okay. he talked for fifty minutes of it. Now, what's that all about? <laughs> I just don't. I don't get it. And it's like, you know. At those venues, it's so hard to, to understand, like what they're singing, let alone what right. they're speaking. Right. And he just would go on these long stories, and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk, and it was just, it ruins it. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're ruining it. <laughs> and okay. when, you, when you had lawn seats like we had, it's yeah. like, what, what does he even say? What? You're ruining the show, David. You're ruining it. You're bringing down my vibe. Just play jump and <laughs> make us happy. You're bringing just me down. play just like paradise. <laughs> All right, here we go, Matt. We've talked about this. This says the majority of workers don't care about a four-day work week. What? They don't care. What? Interest in a four-day work week went up with age, but the majority of workers surveyed did not say they preferred it. Well, okay. All right. Okay. 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 Well... What's a, sorry? What's a four day work week consist of? Well, it, four days. I, I understand that. Thirty two hour. Okay, that's that was my next maybe, question. Maybe maybe a dozen hour. Is so it, they can get forty out of you? <laughs> okay. Is it four ten hour days? Could be. Is it you know? Eighteen to twenty fives who wanted a four day work week, twelve percent. Gosh. Twenty six to forty ones, nineteen percent. Forty two to fifty sevens. That's you. Yeah. Twenty four percent. 58 to 76. 76, what do you care? <laughs> okay. At 32%. Okay. You're going that high. What do you care if you're over 70? What do you care? I really, okay, this is shocking. <laughs> this is this is shocking. All right. I really thought this was going to be the future. Did they only, like, <laughs> did they only ask managers and presidents of companies? I don't know. Uh, no one wants that. That's ridiculous. Now, if you're 26 and older, they show significantly more interest than younger workers. Right. In some cases, twice as much. But workers in later life stages, <laughs> of course, we've been silently quitting for years anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a thousand employed workers, a thousand employers found that 40% of employers say workers leave their job to find a role that offers better employee benefits. Employers undervalue the need for mandatory paid time off and overvalue employee discounts. Imagine if we had a discount here at the radio station. Oh, I'd use it. <laughs> I'd stock up on Bud Light, okay, if I, if I got it. No, I mean, if we had a discount on, on oh, radio ads. Okay. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> 
Hi, everybody. It's your pal, Maddie. <laughs> Just have a bunch of those ads. I got this ad at a discount rate. While 30% of employers believe the latter's appointment doesn't seem to be imperative for employees. Yeah. So interest in a four-day work week was relatively low across the board, but workers 26 and older showed significantly more interest than younger. Okay. This might reflect a need for workers later in life to make room for caretaking work or possibly greater confidence in their ability to do a job more efficiently. Yeah. So I don't need five days to do my job. I only need four because I've been doing this for so long. Yeah. Okay. The younger workers might also be more comfortable with the five-day work week if work provides a bulk of their opportunities for socializing oh, yeah. and personal Gotta development. Got to socialize. And in the younger, in the years of radio that I've been in radio, for part-timers, that be, and you ask them, yeah. you know, you're going to have to work weekends. You okay with that? No, oh, yeah. And, and the then, weekend comes. No, they can't. I got, oh, I got to do. Got plans. Got... <laughs> Holidays. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. No, I can't. Grandma's coming. Okay, we got to go to Fourth of July thing. <laughs> that kid sounds an awful lot like yours. Did you remember? <laughs> I, I retracted like that earlier. Okay. I retracted that. That's not what he sounds like. Okay. I, re- I pulled that one back. Okay. Now, if you work four days and it's only 32 hours, that's pretty good. And you get paid for 40. And you get paid for 40. That's that's great. That would be, I think if that were presented that way, right. who wouldn't want to go that route? Right? Right. And again, is it you work like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off, then work Thursday, Friday? I think that uh, plant out there, the WSP plant, yeah. the way they work, yeah. it's like they're working 12 hours. Okay. And then they get so many days off. Okay. But you're putting in 12, but then you get like three or four off. Ah, I see. Okay. So, sure. you know. Sure. And I don't know how that's working out there. I've not really talked to WSP employees that are saying, you know, one way or the other. Right. But I think it'd be nice to have a string of days off, although yeah. it does require 12 hours of work sure. per day. Sure. And that may be taxing to them. I'm not sure. I don't know. Is it taxing to you? Is it taxing? WSP workers? We don't know. We don't work there. I know it's taxing to me to put the hours I put in here. It's just taxing. <laughs> When I go to have a cold uh, butt light at my favorite establishment, when I get off work, <laughs> I indicate that I put in a full day of work. A full day. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a full day. But I always give, you know, just to show how positive I am yes. when I'm asked how my day was, yeah. I always say it was two thumbs up every day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It was two, two thumbs, thumbs up. up. Oh, we're good to go, baby. Every day. <clears throat> Just to show that positive attitude. Oh, look, there's someone waiting for your job. That's right. So, there you go. <laughs> so. I got a line of people ready to take your place. I always heard that when I first got in this business. Always. Now we're hearing, you know, people are working for wages that we used to 30 years ago. Yeah. Oh, they'd come in here for that. Yeah. They they can't find work. <laughs> you know, so, mm. so I don't know. All right. <laughs> but you and I'd be on the golf course. That's true. All right. So. <laughs> it was really not that bad. So there you go. Some tidbits on this Tuesday. And uh, we'll do it again tomorrow.
Okay. You've see your uh, flight plans include fall break. That's what you were doing with with Spirit. Yeah. You know, you don't get any bells and whistles with Spirit, <laughs> but I'm thinking, you know, <laughs> fall break's a long way off. Did you see the uh, the video in yesterday's stuff about the employer or the? Uh, oh, you know, we talked about. Yeah, that, we, we talked yeah, about, we talked about, about that. Yeah. yeah. You, you get no bells and whistles. No. No peanuts. Do they even offer beverages or anything? I don't know. I don't. Never, you know, I, I'm not going to. I don't care. I don't either. I'm not on there to get peanuts and a drink. I want to get where I'm going. Exactly. So Leave me alone. Yeah. So there you go. I'll see you tomorrow. All right. See you, buddy. All right. This has been Tidbits with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We appreciate you listening, and we ask that you consider subscribing, leave a comment, leave a like, and thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you again next time on Tidbits.